Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you for supporting this show. I really appreciate it. This is episode number 65. Hard to believe that we're already on episode number 65. But this podcast has been great. It's been a lot of fun to do. It's also been a lot of fun to hear your feedback, hear your comments um, from just a wide range of people. Obviously, the primary purpose of this podcast is to talk to and to educate you, the condo investor, somebody who is already investing in the condo market in Toronto and in Canada, or somebody who is interested in investing in the condo market. You're doing your research, you're doing your homework, you're trying to understand if this is the right investment for you. So that's a primary purpose, but obviously a lot of people within the industry itself, the condo and development and real estate industry, um, follow along to this podcast. And I do appreciate your support, of course, as well. I received some great comments from from a lot of people in the industry too. Um, just today, actually, funny enough, I, I got a great comment just from um, another real estate agent who is a colleague of mine, somebody who's been in the business a very long time, uh, very well-respected realtor in the city and uh, they were just saying how they've learned a lot from listening to this podcast so so that's great to hear that even somebody who's been in the business a long time somebody who's sold a lot of property and a lot of condos and somebody who I respect uh, is is getting something from this so thank you very much again for all the support everyone um, and again for the show notes on this episode if you want to get a transcript of this episode um, or if you'd like to just see some of the links to some of the things that we're going to be talking about on this episode and all the episodes, just head on over to truecondos.com slash podcast. And uh, th- again, this episode is number 65. Okay, so on today's show, I want to just talk briefly about uh, just one little anecdote, one little comment that came up on Twitter this week. Um, some of the people I'm following along, I think this one was from Ben Myers. Ben was at a housing conference and um, he was tweeting some some great little factoids about what uh, some of the speakers were talking about. Will Dunning, who's a, an economist, a housing analyst, similar to Ben Myers, actually. Uh, and he was giving a presentation, I believe, at this conference. He had some very interesting things to say. I'm going to hopefully actually have Will on the show. I've reached out to him, and hopefully we'll have Will on the show, uh, on the podcast soon, to discuss in more detail. But... One of the very interesting points that he brought up was uh, regarding these this uh, OECD data. So OECD, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, it's obviously an international organization. Uh, you'll often see them in the headlines. Uh, it seems whenever something bad is about to happen, you'll see OECD, or when they think something bad is about to happen, you'll see OECD's name in the headline and OECD predicts XYZ in X, you know, to happen. It's always XYZ is always something horrible. Uh, interestingly enough, but um, so uh, one of the things that they have been trumpeting around the, the past number of years, uh, and we've talked about on this podcast before, most notably on the interview with Peter Norman. If you want to go back and look, listen to the interview of Peter Norman for more background on this, please do. And again, I'll include a link to that one in the show notes for this episode. But uh, OECD is is basically saying for a while that um, prices in Canada are overvalued by 33% or 30% or whatever it is, uh, 
I think this month they're saying whatever, 33% prices are overvalued in Canada. And uh, that's a headline that obviously will, will sell a lot of newspapers and a lot of people will run with that. Um, and a lot of people will quote that at cocktail parties. Oh, you know, real estate is, is overpriced and oh, there's, it's a bubble and so on and so forth. Did you hear the latest thing? This mighty international organ- organization came down and told us this information. It must be true. Um, so this is what we're used to hearing from them. But Will Dunning did this interesting analysis where he took the premise behind this statement. He took the premise and he flipped it around. And what you find when you take a faulty premise and you flip it around, uh, you realize how faulty that premise actually is and how it is flawed in the first place. And we really shouldn't be looking at that as a legitimate analysis of this or probably any other housing market in my opinion. So if you take uh, basically how they come to this 30% overvalued thing is is they look at incomes, uh, they look at prices of real estate compared to income. They're doing a ratio of income to price or price to income. So they look at these ratios over time. And when they do that, they come to the conclusion that uh, prices have gone up a lot, I guess, but incomes have not gone up as much. Therefore, uh, by their analysis, Canadian real estate, Canadian prices are overvalued by 30-something percent. Um, so it, Will Dunning said, well, what if we take that same principle and uh, and we look at it with rents? So instead of income to price, what if we go incomes to rents, income to rent ratio? And very interestingly, I thought at least... Uh, he discovered if you use the same principle they're using there, then you would come to the conclusion that Canadian rents are undervalued by 36%. So if you're saying that Canadian prices are overvalued by 33%, um, uh, you know, you're basically saying uh, that Canadian real estate prices are due for a correction or a crash, they're way high. Then if you use the same principle of this ratio, Instead of going income to price, you go income to rent. Then you come to you should come to the conclusion that rents are actually undervalued by thirty six percent. So, you know, imagine uh, imagine if you saw a headline in the newspaper that read, "Rents could soar by thirty six percent in two thousand sixteen." Economist warns. Right? I mean, we see the we see the headline all the time. Prices could fall by 33% in 2016, economist warns. Uh, you know, that, that kind of headline we're so used to seeing and, we're, and so many people are used to just, re, you know, uh, just soaking that in. And, and again, it's cocktail party fodder, water cooler fodder to kind of say, oh, did you hear the real estate market is overvalued by X percent? Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's all going to crash. Oh, you know, the prices are too high and so on. But nobody's doing the research, no one's looking at the facts, no one's understanding how these numbers are coming up and realizing that these are faulty premises. So when you flip a faulty premise, you come to a, flaw, a faulty conclusion. Um, you know, go into more detail about this and hopefully I'll bring Will on the show, like I said, to, to get his analysis of this, which is going to obviously be much better than mine. But 
Um, basically, the, one of the things he's, he's talking about is the fact that interest rates are not taken into account in their analysis. Um, the fact is that interest rates are at all-time lows. Money is cheaper than ever. Um, and he goes on to further analysis and, and obviously comes to the conclusion, as I have come to the conclusion myself, and we talk about that on this podcast all the time, that Canadian prices and specifically Toronto condo prices on this podcast are not overvalued. There is not a bubble situation. We are not uh, anything like the United States was, for example, uh, a few years back when their market crashed. It's just not reality. Anybody who's looking at it through that lens is not seeing things correctly. And any investor who's who's looking at that obviously is, is uh, completely missing the boat and is completely missing the opportunity that's before them to participate in a very healthy and growing market with uh, specifically the Toronto condo market and investing in Toronto condos for long-term rental, cash flow, um, and great returns. So that's a little tidbit there. It, it also, I think when I was reading this, it also goes to a long-standing premise that I have said to, uh, you know, whenever I am talking to investors and people bring up this idea, well, what do you think? How's the market? Are things overvalued? Uh, are prices going to fall? And what I always say is, look, if prices ever actually did drop, I mean, you look at you look at the rents that we're getting now as condo investors downtown, you look at the returns that we're getting, if prices ever did drop with any significance, like these kind of numbers, these ridiculous numbers of 20, 30%, if prices went down that much, um, it would just be an absolute gold mine for investors in the sense that you're getting the same or higher rents as people stop buying and they start renting, you're going to get the same or higher rental rates um, at a much lower purchase price effectively means that uh, your your rate of return is going to be much much higher so it's just it just doesn't make any sense like it's just not going to happen where you're going to see prices drop off dramatically um, unless again what I always say the caveat of course is unless there's some kind of major external shock to the system for example in, in Toronto I think the two things you might look for uh, for whenever prices do fall, which of course they will eventually fall. Prices don't go up forever. Prices will go up and down over time. Um, long term, they are always much, much higher if you're a long, long term investor, which you need to be in real estate and you should be in real estate. But um, the, the two shocks, uh, sorry, off track here, but the two shocks I referred to would be one is a recession. If there is a major recession in Canada, uh, if job growth starts to go down, if people are losing their jobs, if incomes are dropping, that obviously is always a, a negative thing for real estate. And two, uh, immigration to Toronto and immigration, immigration to Canada, specifically immigration to Toronto. If that um, drops off for some reason, if people stop moving to Toronto, um, if the city stops growing, then yes, obviously that is a problem. Um, again, what would cause that to happen? I don't know. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to even think of a scenario where people would stop moving to Toronto in the next ten to fifteen years, and the, the growth of Toronto would slow down. That that uh, I think is a far, very very unlikely situation to happen. Recessions will happen. You can count on them. But the city of Toronto. Uh, 
you know, population growth going down or, or the rate of increase shrinking significantly, uh, very unlikely to happen in my opinion. Um, okay, that's, that's, I think, plenty on that subject. Uh, there's also a, another story this week in the, in the newspaper also referring to OECD um, and one of their statements uh, about the, the Toronto condo market and how there's issues with it, all these unsold units. We've talked about this again so many times in the past, so I'll just include a link to the show notes to that article where Benjamin Tal who was also interviewed on this podcast, economist from CIBC, he basically slammed the OECD and said, look, they're looking at this completely wrong. They are just looking at it from 10,000 feet. They do not understand the intricacies of our market. And therefore, once again, they are coming up with false conclusions that should be taken with a massive grain of salt. So uh, you can look at that as well. I think the lessons here again: uh, don't believe everything you read. Um, you, that's the first thing: is when you're reading these headlines, don't believe everything you read. Even whatever I'm saying to you on this podcast, whatever I'm writing to you in emails and articles, don't believe everything I say. You know, uh, you need to have a follow a variety of sources for housing information, um, and you need to take a balanced look at what information is available in the market. Don't just take it from me. Don't just take it from uh, OECD or whatever. You know, you need to, you know, variety of sources. But the the final point, I think, the final lesson, I think, that everybody needs to understand is you need to be especially skeptical of any headline or any information on Canadian or Toronto housing that is coming from an organization or coming from a source that is not based in Canada. Uh, again, that's just, it seems to make s- common sense that when, when outs, you know, uh, external, somebody who doesn't, isn't from here, somebody who's not in this market living here and working here, uh, it would seem to make sense that whatever they say about the market is not, should not be taken as valuable as somebody who is in this market, who is living here and working here and has been doing so for a long time. But for whatever reason, it seems the headlines always are attached to these external sources. Maybe it's something in our Canadian DNA. We're always looking for external validation or something of of ourselves. But um, for whatever reason, uh, uh, we we don't seem to realize, okay, let's take a step back and say, these guys who are criticizing us, are are they from here? Do they understand our market? Do they live here? Do they work here? Are they, have they been studying this market? Uh, from the inside or they're just looking at it from the outside. And so, again, I would just say be especially skeptical of those sources like the OECD, like The Economist uh, um, magazine and others that we've seen over the years that are um, just looking at the Canadian market from afar, looking at it through their own lens uh, and not from here on the ground. Okay, that's enough for that uh, point there. Um, one other thing I just wanted to talk about on today's podcast while I have the chance is there's a very interesting opportunity, shifting gears completely here from that topic, there's a very interesting opportunity coming up, um, another great investment opportunity in the high-end student rental market. And so we've talked a lot about these um, buildings uh, on this podcast from University uh, suites in Kingston to 
Um, of course, uh, Academy Condos and University of Toronto Scarborough campus. Uh, and, uh, of course, Capitol Hall. Capitol Hall is, um, is uh, in Ottawa next to University of Carleton. So we talked a lot about these opportunities in recent, uh, over this podcast. Another great one, new one coming up very soon. The details are starting to come in. Wanted to let you know about it now. It's called University Studios. And it is right next to UOIT, University of Ontario Institute of Technology, which is in Oshawa. It's actually very, very close to campus. It's literally just like a couple of steps away from campus, possibly the closest to campus of any of the projects that we've seen. Um, and it's very exciting. That's the same team who put together University Suites in Kingston. So Varsity Properties doing the management. Podium PRK Developments uh, are the actual development team. And University Suites in Kingston, of course, two buildings there sold out in record time. That project is 100% sold out. You cannot purchase a unit there. But... Uh, the same team now uh, is bringing us a great opportunity here in Oshawa at UOIT. So what do we know about the project so far? Just briefly, we know it's the same team. We know the location. We know the name, University Studios. And you can probably guess by the name, the entire building is studios. Um, it's the first of its kind. It's very innovative, very smart, very forward-thinking. Obviously, you know my stance on studio apartments. I own several of them myself. Mo, about half of my portfolio roughly is made up of studio units. Um, big fan of them. I do think there's a great future for studio apartments, and they just make so much sense. They're, you just can't go wrong with a studio. And uh, when it comes to the high-end student rentals, what we found is that they are the most popular unit type in these different projects that we've worked on. So um, university um, or the, the team at Varsity and Podium, they basically took their experience from Kingston and they said, well, everybody wanted these studios and they were so popular. Why don't we just make an entire building of studios? And so that is exactly what they've done. They've taken the most popular unit that will attract in my opinion, the highest quality tenants for this particular market niche in the high-end student rental, somebody who wants their own private space is going to be the highest quality tenant in the student uh, world. And what else do we know? Well, the prices are just amazing. It's hard to believe, but the prices are starting from $149,000 $149, for a condo in the GTA. Uh, again, uh, that's not a mistake, not a typo. Do not rewind the tape. $149,000 is the starting price for these units. They are obviously at that price, um, the cheapest condos uh, in the GTA, the cheapest condos anywhere. Um, they're going to fly. They're going to sell quickly. If you're interested, you definitely want to contact me as soon as possible. Um, they're the first of their kind. In Oshawa, obviously, at the University uh, of Ontario. And they're the first project of, of this type, the, of the high-end student rental with the, the, the specific guarantees in place, the first of its type in the greater Toronto area since the Academy condos from 2014. And that project also, like University Suites in Kingston, sold out 
within a matter of weeks and that project is totally sold out. So once again, the offer will be consistent with other projects we've seen before. We are going to have a three-year rental guarantee. You're going to have three years of free property management. The units will be fully furnished. So it's that great, great hands-free, low-maintenance, headache-free offer that the investor community and so many of my clients, so many of, of my listeners of this podcast have taken advantage of. Um, that offer is back. We love it. It's great. Um, and uh, it just really makes a lot of sense for somebody who's looking to invest in the real estate market, who to invest in condos, doesn't want to have any headaches, no hassles, everything taken care of, but they still want to get a great return. This is it. Uh, what's very interesting about these, again, the details are just coming in. We don't have everything yet, but from what I've seen so far, the sneak peek uh, that I have seen, the units um, come with some very interesting built-ins, some very custom uh, millwork where you've got, uh, you know, for example, you have a, a, a wall bed, a Murphy bed, that when it's, uh, when it's down, obviously, it's your bed. It's like a double bed. Um, uh, to sleep on, but when you fold it up, it becomes a. Uh, it reveals a a dining table, a work table, with that can seat a, a few chairs, um, and uh, it's your dining room. So it really has this multi-purpose, very interesting um, furniture, all included. This this type of furniture that they're including at no cost <clears throat> is typically. Costing you anywhere five ten thousand dollars in other projects um, that we've seen with this type of um, this type of furniture included. Okay, so for all the sh- the uh, information on this to get the investor package, if you're interested on University Studios, just head on over to trueconos.com/podcast for the show notes on this episode, which is episode number sixty five. And you can download it there. You can also just go to truecondos.com and search for University Studios. And you can download the investor package there. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. And I look forward to talking to you again soon next week. Till next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.